Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the One P Shark. And I am the Broom Breaker. I mean, ask Scott on Twitter. <laughs> Chief of Staff, this is your guy Trev. This week was another reminder that Dylan Brooks is untouchable. I'm passing it off. Well, would you riddle me that? Dylan Brooks untouchable. It's your boy. It's really shitty, man. Holding it down in the paint. What's up, Cap? What it do? What it do? Got another four on four this week as the little big man is out this week. But he'll be back soon. Uh, you know, you can follow him at Tell Shakir. So, my name on this is not Mr. 500 again. Not again. Three and three since the All-Star break. Two and two this past week. Not again. Oh, man, not again. Got my Drake going on right now. But, hey, that's what the Grizzlies did this past week. Uh, you know, we started off with a bang. After last week, after I asked for a 50-point game, Ja delivered the next day, 52 points. Uh, and y'all heard Skyler call himself a broom breaker. Uh, that game was the reason uh, he's calling himself a broom breaker right now. <laughs> I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> Have you replaced the broom yet? Or okay. – are you don't ask, don't ask questions you already know the answer to is how I'm gonna respond. I know the answer to I just wanted to confirm. So <laughs> I didn't replace it. It's not for the answer, it's for a confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then Thursday we had the national TV game at Boston. And you know what we do on national TV. We usually disappoint, uh, unfortunately. But hey, uh we we, we kept fighting. Jason Tatum, uh it's a man on the mission right now, as you saw he what he did to Brooklyn. Sunday, so apparently he can't be stopping anybody at this current time. Anyway, we proceed to lose that game, uh, one twenty one oh seven. Return home Saturday night, took care of the Orlando Magic, and then down the road Sunday to Houston. After the Memphis Tigers had just beat down the Houston Cougars in the fairest form, the Grizzlies want to go to Houston and lay an L to the worst team in the NBA. What are y'all thoughts about this past week? Um, for the most part, I know, you know, we don't want to be 500 around here, but I mean, I'll be Mr. Optimistic. I'll be the guy to say, you know, everybody calm down, everybody chill out. You know what I'm saying? This is an 82 game season. There are lulls. There are times in which, you know, team can go three and three. There are times where, you know, within the season teams go 
you know, went 10 out of 11. They went 12 of 13. They have, you know, moments where, you know, not everybody's that fortunate, but in this case here, the Grizzlies had a really good, a really good start of the week led by John Morant. And what's happened since then, John Morant has cooled off a little, a little bit outside of the, you know, outside of the, the Boston game, but, you know, Triple J has cooled off. Desmond Bain has really, really cooled off. Jesus Christ. It's my first time seeing him miss a three-point in his life. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's okay. Like, everybody, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Dylan Brooks, Triple's guys coming back. He's going to, in my opinion, stable everything, in my opinion. if any, I won't say he'll stable everything and keep everything calm. But I think what you'll see is – it gives the Grizzlies another kick in the butt to kind of, you know, go ahead and, and get the season over and done with, which I think is what's going to happen. Again, it's an 80-game season. It's it's highs and lows. That's going to happen. And so when you're a team that's played, in my opinion, just as great as you can as the Memphis Grizzlies, there are going to be times you struggle. And so they're at the time where, like, you know, maybe they're just maybe looking ahead and just say, hey, I just want to get to the playoffs or let's just try to get there as healthy as we, as we can. And so – they're just trying to, you know, they're, um, you know, they're, I think they're just necessarily just trying, just trying to get through the season, um, because the biggest thing that I'm looking at is their what they're doing on defense. Um, three games this week, they gave up 120 points. That is absolutely crazy. So for a team that's, you know, up there in the league as far as defensive efficiency, they've struggled in that department over the past week. So it's okay. Dylan Brooks is coming back, and if nothing else, he's going to help them with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once Dylan Brooks is back, it just gives a little extra boost to what they're doing defensively. And that's been, if we really want to be real here, that's been one of the problems for the Grizzlies all season. Like, yeah, they've been tops in the NBA in efficiency and tops in steals, rebounds, fast break points, you know, you name it. But oftentimes, and it's been too many times, the Grizzlies are often giving up too many dribble penetration uh, drives to the basket, which is creating mismatch problems, which is creating opportunities, creating open shots for the opposition. And, again, with Dylan Brooks back, it's kind of going to mitigate it. We're not saying that Dylan Brooks is going to stop, you know, the opposing team's best player. They're the opposing team's best player for a reason. But if you can just kind of limit just a tad bit uh, what they're trying to do on the uh, offensive side of the ball, then it makes things much easier for Memphis as far as defensively is concerned. Um as far as the Celtics game is concerned, I'm I might as well throw Jason Tatum in the list of, of Grizz killers. So that starting five is is almost complete at this point. Because if I can recall, the last time we played uh, Boston in the Garden, Jason Tatum went off for 28 and, and a half. So and Jason Tatum has really hasn't looked back because he's just been giving everybody buckets um, pretty much this past week. Um, Desmond Bain was in a slump until the Celtics game, and I tweeted this after that game. Probably one of the pros of that game was Desmond Bain uh, coming out of his slump because uh, he really had a, an awful February. Like He just couldn't hit a three to save his life throughout the month of February. But for him to come out of that slump, have a better outing, even though we were on the L column against the Houston Rockets, still had a pretty decent night shooting the ball, especially shooting it from three. Uh, so that's something to be optimistic about there. Uh, but I'm not too worried. Things like this happen. I mean, we wanted the Grizz to get out to a real uh, nice start outside of the break. As of right now, we're still sitting at the two seed. Um, don't know how long that's going to last. Let's just pump the brakes a little bit. It's not time to hit the panic button. Everything is fine. Let's, let's just relax. We're fine. Yeah, and to um, go along with what 
were saying, um, I want to, before we continue this, I want to give praise, watch this, to the Rams. Um, you're like, Shidi, why would you even like think about saying anything about the Rams on the Memphis Grizzlies podcast? Well, every time the Rams are in attendance for a Lakers game, the Lakers seem to win um, those games. And the Lakers beat the Warriors on the other night because of Matt Stafford. So kudos to the Rams. And if y'all keep showing up, make sure with the second seed, that would be great. Um, but let's really talk about the team that we're here to sponsor here. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. This team always is looking for something else to the point that was made earlier to like jumpstart them, right? Ja was out and we look forward to when Ja got back. And even though Ja was out, we still did pretty good, right? We were what, uh, 10 and 2, I believe, or something to that effect. And then we took off, right? We've been waiting for Dylan to get back um, and, and play with him. And so, yeah, rough week. Um, am I saying Dylan Brooks is going to stop Jason Tatum for going for 56? I mean, KD didn't stop him the other night. Um, and so I don't believe that Dylan Brooks would. I believe what Dylan Brooks provides us when he gets back is more or less the opportunity to play like a four-on-four type of basketball where he takes, I'm not going to say take away, but you don't have to worry about help defense so much on the other player, i.e., in case you're, you're forgotten, Grizz Nation, what do you get against the Spurs when it was game time for the playing scenario or game time against uh, the Warriors as well? at the conclusion of the 2021 season. With that being said, um, I think the, the most hurtful thing to happen this week um, is that we lost to the Rockets. Um, that is a, I'm going to say a problem. I mean, Houston's got to win games. They have to win games. There's no team that's been 0-82. There's never been a team that's been 82-0. So they have to win games. You just don't want the Grizzlies to lose to teams that are, I guess, like, in the playoff contention is what I would like to see. Um, I guess losing to Rockets Saints, hey, I mean, they're not in the playoffs anyways, or even looking at the playoffs. They're looking for the playoffs in, like, 2025, sometime around there, but not right now. Um, and so officiating was a little bit, you know, different uh, for that game as well. Cost Triple J a lot of time um, in the fourth quarter with him, hands in the knees, um, so to speak, on the sideline. And you can tell by his disposition that he he was upset himself too, right? And that's actually what I like to see. He was upset for what he did in that game to not have the ability to play on the floor during the fourth quarter when we go to the smaller lineups with him being at the five primarily. Um, but against the Celtics, um, there's not too many teams. When the Celtics are streaking like that, I, I don't know many teams that can stop them. Um, I, yeah, we beat the Magic, yep. Um, and I called us losing against the Spurs. I'm so glad we did not. Um, and the Spurs didn't want to show up, so we'll take that win for sure. Um, and two and two is fine. It's not like we went one and three. It's not like we went 0 and four. Um, we still have the second seed in the West. Uh, matter of fact, scrap that. We had a second seed, or I think it was second best overall record. Second in the best league. record in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, not just in the West. So that's something that, if you would have told us at the beginning of the season that we would be at this point right now, after the all-star break, we'll take it. And we're still going to take it now as we go into playoff time. Man, preach, preach, brother. She preach. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love the positive energy. I love the, the glass half full coming from everybody. On yeah. Cause and it, okay. Just right. bring us home. Real quick before Sharky goes, let's just, let's just be, let's just be real. Cause the Grizz in the game against the Magic came out really flat until Jaylen, Taylor Jenkins mm-hmm. kind of lit a fire upon them. So which yep. would you rather have? Would you rather have the home loss to the Magic or 
a loss to but- uh, to Houston on the second night of a back to back. Basically, looking at a half full and half empty there. So there you go. Right. So the close out. Two things can't be true. Yep, it's a bad loss. But guess what? It, it it don't really mean much. I mean, we're still tied for second. I guess Golden State is ahead of us by percentage points because we play more games than them. But if we both end the season tied right now, we play each other one more time. But we're already in the season tied right now. We're number two seed. So we're going to be fine. Golden State is struggling as well. So we're already caught up to them. Now, Utah is on two and a half back. So it's start to be, you know, ass in the back of our heads. Utah is on there. It's on the up, up and up. But we're going to be all right. Uh, we do need to make sure we're in there, too, because the way Jokic is looking, yep, I want in it too. <laughs> I don't think I want to see that man in the first round. But <laughs> we, we're going to be fine, y'all. I, oh, you know, Grizz Twitter is funny. <laughs> it is hilarious. It is hilarious. Right, we do some guys. I just tell people to stay out of those Facebook groups. For your, for your, for, for your mental, stay out of those Facebook groups. Mm. It, and by Facebook groups, he's actually mean Grizz Twitter, by the way, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not. It's really uh, nah, yeah. yeah. Grizz Twitter can be a little little hectic yeah, at times. Right, but but Facebook groups, the yeah, Facebook groups, I stay clear of those. Like seriously, I don't even. I don't see how people are saying them. I'm off of Facebook. Hit that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, y'all just Aaron Rodgers once said, "Relax." We're just fine. We're just let's not bring up Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the reference, but let's not bring up Aaron Rodgers. That's I, let's talk about that's for let's a whole talk, other podcast. Let's talk about people that actually come through in the clutch. I just go for you. Said relax. He said relax, man. Relax. <laughs> All right, man. We do got a question from Grizz Twitter. Shout out to our guy. Uh, his personal Twitter is at ej2k19, but his uh, Twitter account, the Grindhouse uh, Grizzlies. Uh, it's at Spaces Grizzly, so he hosts the Grizzly's post game spaces. So I had the opportunity to actually talk to him in one of the spaces, I think, after the Spurs game. So shout out to him for uh checking us out. His first question, so he asked us three questions. His first question was, What is your eight to nine man rotation once Dylan gets back? Hmm. Eight, to, eight to nine, okay. I, I can, I think yeah. I can go ahead, Sheedy. I'm sorry, okay. Eighth and nine man rotation. I will say this. When it comes to playoff time, when it comes to winning games in basketball, you play to your strengths. And as much as we may criticize, as much as I may criticize Taylor Jenkins for playing 15 players, that is the MO of the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies play an, an assortment of players because they match whatever the personnel is out there. Um, and so it was hard for me to get down to eight or nine. Um, but again, I'll Ja, Bain, Brooks, Triple J, and Adams. Um, off the bench, how could you not bring Tyus Jones off the bench? Um, how could you not bring um Kyle Anderson off the bench um as well? Um, as for having playoff experience. And then I'm torn, uh, you can say eight to nine, um, Brandon Clark and and Z Will. Z Will Z Will's been playing a lot of minutes for us recently especially with dylan brooks being out and so who are we to not give him at least a shot in the first round um to say that so it would snub my guy big john uh contra big john son big john um 
and then uh if he's in your dms he's in your dms but not not recently uh mr mel right now I'm just appalled that you, you <laughs> call him Big John so much that your son is now <laughs> repeating the exact same thing. I, we had to guess uh, that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aiden. Shout out to Aiden and his ability to know who Big John is. Okay, to answer the question of the eight to nine man rotation, uh, I'm gonna go exactly with what Shady said. Um, I think you know the lineup of you know John Morant and and Desmond Bain. Uh, I'm at the point now where you know you give Dylan Brooks as many reps as he can. Um, I would insert him at the three. Um, then that leaves Triple J and, and Stephen Adams to round out your five. Uh, to exactly what Chidi said about Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is so important to this team. And if nothing else, let's just say hypothetically, you haven't watched a single game of the Grizzlies this year, but you probably watched them in the playing and you probably watched the Grizzlies um, in postseason play last year. And if I'm not mistaken, Tyus Jones was missing, injured, if I'm not mistaken. And yes. so what you saw was the Grizzlies' inability to continue to run offense when there was no Tyus Jones. And so granted, yes, John Morant's minutes increase. And so you don't necessarily have to worry about that as much. But still, when he does sit, people need to be in the right spot. Somebody needs to orchestrate and put those people exactly where they need throughout the floor. And Tyus Jones, in my opinion, is important for that. Kyle Anderson is one of those players that just naturally has to be in that rotation. What he brings to you as far as length is concerned, you're going to need that. What he brings to you as far as um, the ability to guard multiple positions, you're going to need that. Um, so that's there. Brandon Clark, of course, is going to give you energy. Again, this is very, very hard to cut it to, to an eight to nine man rotation. Um, then again, exactly to what she said. You, in my opinion, you play Zara Williamson for the simple fact that he's, in my opinion, he's contributed. I wouldn't say much, but he's contributed in various ways. Small pockets here, small pockets there to what you've done as an organization this year and so you and I, I don't want to say you owe him that but i think just because he your, he was your first round pick and the minutes that he's played and you want to get him again as many reps as possible because at this point like now like it's playoff or bust in my opinion for Grizzlies every single year and so you want him to get those reps you want him to be able to see how people move how you know what what does it take to you know play with the energy on the road you want to be able to see and get him to do that so that's my rotation and that's why i that's why i went with who i went with yeah and another thing that nobody has brought up if you're shortening this rotation to eight or nine that means a combination of triple j dylan brooks and john morant is going to be in at all times um if not all three on the floor at the same time. There's some combination where it'd be one, two, all three definitely will be out on the floor at all times. So, of course, you will run your starters with Ja, Desmond Bain, Dylan, Triple J, and Steven Adams. Um, to everyone's point, we talked about you cannot uh, not have Tyus Jones out on the floor. Like, that is literally your four general uh, for this team. He helps main. Um, the second unit when everyone is out or if he's playing alongside y'all, just what he has brought and what he's done this season, it'll just be ridiculous not to even have him in the rotation. Uh, the same thing can be said for Kyle Anderson, what he brings. 
Uh, from a defensive standpoint, to Skyler's point, he's long. He can defend pretty much one through four, and it's good for a couple of steals here and there. So you definitely got to have him there. And then um, you got to have a big to spell uh, 3J and Steven Adams. So Brandon Clark, of course, gets that by default because of what he can give. If you wanted to increase it to nine, you would definitely reward Zaire Williams here with uh, giving him his minutes here, just what he has done, what he's been able to contribute. And you want him to get as many reps and as many uh, opportunities as possible. Um, so if you were just uh, if you shorten it to nine, he would make the cut because he's been contributing just a slab bit more than what Big John has done and what Anthony Melton has done. Um, but yeah, uh, that would be if I had an eight or nine man rotation. So of course the starters with Dylan back, um, Tyus Jones, Kyle Anderson, Brandon Clark. And then if you go nine, Zaire Williams. Yeah, I guess I'd be the odd man out. Uh, we all have the same starters. Uh, really, the only difference in mine, I have De'Anthony Melton over Zaire. I think on the way Zaire plays, they go to 10. Because they call De'Anthony Melton is to do something for a reason. And <clears throat> I don't know. I just know Taylor Jenkins. Playoff time, he trusts him. And he's going to play him. I, I just... No, he's going to play him. And so, whether it's the right decision or not, because the Anthony Milton has come up short in big moments uh, last two years, but he's going to get another crack at it. Um, but I do see a scenario where it's more than – I think I don't think it goes more than 10. I don't think it goes to 11. Then put yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, I think 10 is, is, is ideal. Yep. In that case, I think you would try to get Zaire some minutes. Um, sorry, Big John. <laughs> Hey, he he had a, a few regular season games, man. He showed some yeah. flashes. Hey, he gonna stay ready though. So yeah, he gonna stay ready. I still won't be shocked. Yeah, and yeah. you know, play especially think man, like I said, we think about playoffs. So throughout the series, things change. You could be, you know, first two games, things go a certain way. You get to game three, we need a switch up. And Big John, guess what? Could take Belt and Zaire's minutes, or take Kyle Anderson. You know, stuff happens uh, throughout the series, so it may not be the same consistent. Nine people that we have all named, they might like say it might be a switch or Killian until he might still a minute, you know, there because you need some more shooting. And Brandon Clark doesn't provide that. You might say, Hey, I want to go till this game because this team, the way they defended us, we need more shooters out there. So different things happen, but I think to start off, I could see um a nine man rotation. Most of most of what all of us have said, some combination of updates. Um, and his next question was. Do we shorten to strictly eight in the playoffs? I say no. Cause uh. I will I, I will say no because the eight to nine, That's ten guys we were we just all named, there's a viable case for each and every single one of them. So like mm-hmm. it's just because for, for what they all bring to you, and again, I'm based I'm solely basing this off of what I'm seeing lately, and because we say that all the time, you know. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them, right? And in my opinion, what the Grizzlies have done this particular season, I'm comfortable with them. If they want to run 10, I wouldn't be mad to say, okay, I see why DeAnthony Melton is in the game. Or I see why I don't see why Zari Williams is playing. Like, you legit can understand from multiple pers- perspectives, like, who's getting minutes and who and like and who's probably not getting minutes for the simple fact that they all bring so much to your team that helped you build – to where you are this season, that's why you play all of them. Um, again, going back to the earlier seminar, man, I, 
I think when it comes to playoff time, you play to your strengths. Uh, what are you known for? What do we we do? And to shorten it to an eight-man rotation. Is, and so we shouldn't expect that to happen. And again, our strength is not just playing eight or eight guys. It's really playing nine to 10. Um, sometimes get, getting 11 or 12 out of there um, just to see what actually works out, what combination is best. Um, and when I say like your strengths, like, you know, <laughs> like Giannis, Giannis's thing to do is to get to the rim. He didn't create some crazy jump shot over the playoffs last season to help them and propel them to win a championship. Giannis did exactly what got him there and gave him an MVP. And he always goes to the rim. Did he get a little bit of a jump shot? Of course, yeah, he did. Um, but overall, he did what his strength was. This is not a time to figure out your weaknesses. It's a time to build upon your strengths. Um, and our strength is our rotations because you don't know what to expect from any given man on any given night. And especially when it comes time for playoff games at um, the forum, you have no idea who we're going to bring off the bench and who's going to score because when it's that home crowd is, is cooking, that is when the bench is needed. And who knows who will come off the bench to help us out uh, during those times. Well, just pretty much echo everybody. I just don't think it's ideal for the Grizzlies to shorten the rotation to eight or nine. And that's just a testament to just how good from top to bottom this Grizzlies team actually is. Um, just to be able to play 10 guys and still be equally as effective. Um, and because that's been effective for you all season, that's going to be key come playoff time. And to Sheedy's point, we all know role players play their best ball when they're at home. So you never know who who you're going to get a big game from um, at the forum one of these days. Could be Big John, could be DeAnthony Melton, could be anybody. Uh, I, I just don't think it's the best idea to shorten the rotation unless you just absolutely just have to, but I don't even think that's going to be necessary. Yep. Same reasons. I know I already said no to it, but I can see a scenario where it does. Like I said, any given game in the playoffs, you get to a point, especially you get to like game seven, do or die. I could see a, a six man rotation <laughs> type of, you know, any type of thing goes in those type of situations, but throughout like start a series, you're going to see about nine, it's same nine to 10. Maybe you push in 11, but as the series go along, he may doing it down to eight at some point. His most trusted guys, longest Ja, Dylan, and Triple J, one of them on, are on that court. Yeah, as long as he don't play no all bench lineups, we good. You better not do that in the playoffs. I just know that much. You <laughs> better not do that. But last question he had was with Zaire look great versus the bench players after his starting stance, which I'll remember early in the season. He struggled coming off the bench some before he got hurt, came back. Since he's been starting, he's been doing well. So do y'all think he'll do better come out the bench now? Who was that again? I'm sorry, that's coming off the bench. Sorry. Was that your look better coming back off the bench? Um, I could see that because I think again, because I, I'm I'm seeing him on the floor with Tyus Jones, and again, I'm just going to keep praising you know how well Tyus Jones runs the offense, and so. What I like for Zaire Williams is, is his ability to understand spacing and get to where he needs to on the floor. And so he because he does that so well, uh, whether that's running straight to the corner to get an open three or if that's, you know, attacking the basket, getting a lob, whatever, whatever. Um, I, I just think I don't think it really matters, per se, um, just because it's what Tyus Jones will bring to help him out. Yeah, and I think this this stint that he's had starting is, has done nothing but just build on his confidence. Um, to be able to win, you know, called upon to go out there and make something happen. So 
Uh, I think he actually will be. He'll, he'll be okay. He'll be okay coming out the bench. Yeah, I think it's um, the time for him to struggle is now. And as we get Dylan back, um, and that happens, he'll learn how how he struggled in the beginning, how he wasn't there for him, how he became more or less a starter for us due to Dylan being out. And now you're asking, what, 19, 20-year-old kid, so to speak, how to do this again, but come off the bench and not make the same mistakes. Let's make those mistakes, I would say, in practice. He's not going to be able to do that in practice, but let's make those mistakes during the regular season. Um, and then that way build himself up and that confidence up for when it's time for playoffs. Um, I just really hope his shot just gets, like, super improved because holistically you would hope that shooters can shoot, right? Um, but sometimes shooters got to be hot to stay hot. Some shooters stay ready when ready. Um, and we're still trying to figure out what that is for him. Um, but I like his game when he goes to the cup, too. Um, I don't think he does that enough yet. Um, but, again, let him have this time now to learn how it is coming off the bench um, because he's coming off the bench. <laughs> he sure is. But um, I think he'll do well. Like, y'all, I mean, you know, that was the beginning of the season, the beginning of his rookie year. He's grown, um, especially since the injury, watching the players play. And since he's been back, he's been really good. Even he's come out the bench when he first got back as well. I didn't just insert him right back to the starting lineup. So um, I think he'll do better now because just so the fact that, I mean, he's played the full season now. He's not really a rookie anymore. Like, he's he's still a rookie, but he, you know, <laughs> it's not like the beginning of the season when he was still, like, trying to get acquainted, still adjusting to the NBA game. He's uh, done a whole lot better lately. So. I think he'll do pretty good coming back off the bench. Um, but a shout out to uh, Grindhouse Grizzlies again. Like I said, he hosts the post game, uh, Twitter spaces after after each game. Uh, co-hosted with our uh, new GBB member Bryson. So check them guys out. Follow him again at, at Spaces Grizzlies. Um, so cap this off with weekly prediction. We have the pesky New Orleans Pelicans Tuesday. Then we got at, at home. By the way. We also got the New York Knicks coming in town on Friday night. Then we go to OKC to play the Thunder on Sunday. What is y'all record for this week? Going 3-0 and for the week. I'm going to actually, I'm going to be the reason the Grizzlies are back on track. I'm pulling up to the game tomorrow. I'm there. I'm chilling. I'm also going just in case, you know, John Moran feels like dunking on somebody. And I can't keep missing these dunks. And I, I, I can't. So, um, so yes, uh, they'll you know they'll win tomorrow against the Pelicans, the Knicks, or the Knicks, <laughs> um, and then you know I'm pretty sure we'll have Dylan Brooks by the OKC game if I'm not mistaken. Well, not, not if I'm not mistaken, but I think he'll be back by the OKC game, and so that's going to light a fire back into the Grizzlies. We're going three zero. Shark, you don't have to worry about being Mister Five Hundred again. I'm only going three and zero because of the Pelicans. Uh, they're coming off that that huge loss. Well, it's not a huge, but that loss to Denver, in which Jokic was just on a whole another level. Now, granted, the Pelicans have been playing well as of late, uh, so you have to give them their credit there. But I think just coming off that loss to Denver, and then Memphis coming off that bad loss to Houston, Memphis is going to be fired up. Um, so I like Memphis to take care of business there. Uh, the Knicks are the Knicks. 
they'll keep it closed, but yet somehow they'll find a way to blow it. So I uh, don't have an issue with the Grizzlies uh, taking care of business there. Uh, the Thunder game, I possibly expect Dylan Brooks to be back, which is probably going to fire them up. I know the Thunder just got SGA back, and he has a tendency to go off on the Grizz as well. Uh, but I expect Dylan to possibly be back by then. So, uh, yeah, give me a 3-0 and week for the Grizz. <clears throat> the Pelicans will be the reason why the Lakers don't make the playoffs. Don't don't yes. say that. Don't say that, man. Don't say that. We need that pick, man. We need that pick. Let's go. I, Let's go, Lakers. <laughs> yeah, and nay, man. I the something about these Pelicans, man. They they doing what they got to do this season since the trade um, for for grandfather Ooh. CJ. Um, give me. Mm, I'm torn between two and one and three and zero. Um, yeah, I know y'all about to say something to me and say, yeah, just go three and zero, Sheedy. No, because he gonna give us he gonna give us a loss against the Knicks, and that's gonna piss me off. That's what they do. Oh. It's not the fact that he's going to pick the Knicks. It's going to be the fact that he because Sheedy will. She is the type of person he's gonna say, no, oh, no. Because we've all said, we, you know, they're going to lose to the Knicks. Or they're going to beat the Knicks, sorry. And then she was like, yeah, let me put some money down on the Knicks. And then the Knicks beat them. Like, I, I go the opposite way. He'll probably pick a loss to the Thunder more so than the Knicks. <laughs> and OKC. So I'll keep the 2 and one prediction then since everybody <laughs> wants to go that way. Um, I, I say 2 and one um, because we're both, again, come off losses. Uh the Pelicans and us, but I believe we handled this at home. Um, I don't know who, who this New York team is, but they can go ahead and sell them out and back up and keep it in New York. Um, but I actually think the loss comes to the Thunder. Um, I believe, and I hope this doesn't happen, I hope we do not start a trend with losing to teams that are not even going to be close to our level of playoff competition. And I I saw it start happening with Orlando until – we lit a fire underneath their butt. We saw it happen Ooh. in Houston. I believe the same may occur. So I hate to say this, but give me two and one against the Thunder. And if if DB returns that game, great. But I hate for it to be a loss in that game. So give me two and one. Hey, somebody had to be the bad man. Somebody had to be the bad guy. Shout out to you because they ain't gonna be me. If they had lost, if they had beat Houston, I may have agreed and said two and one. But because they lost the game, that's why I say three and zero. They gonna wake up now. They 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 had their bad loss. This ain't the same Grizzlies from last year who will continue with a bad loss. Who will lose to Detroit? Then next week lose to Orlando. Then you know next week lose to OKC. You know that's what they did last year. That was the five hundred Grizzlies. My name is not Mister Five Hundred no more for that reason. They are five hundred right now since All Star break, but they ain't five hundred no more. They ain't the team. Give me three and zero. Love it. I love it. I love the positivity. I'm, positivity, I'm here for it. Man, look, it's, it's great. Right. It's great. Right. And I, too, just found out right before the game, I will be in attendance at the, Pelican, at the Pelicans game as well, Skyler. First time sitting up high in a while, but I'll be there. <laughs> oh, man, with it. Yes, sir. But that does it for this episode. Really good one. Lots of positivity for Grizz Tour to listen to. Relax. Chill out. Remember, follow us at the starting five, the number five, M-E-M. 
Follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies and listen to the podcast on network, the uh, GBB Live, Core 4 Podcast, The Long View, and 3D Podcast. And remember to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I'm at underscore Scarlet on Twitter. Hey, really quickly, you know, the, the starting five, we're trying to, you know, do a watch party, you know, for some one of these Grizzlies games. So, you know, people tell us where we need to pull up at and we'll probably be there. It sure ain't now for us to pull up. Uh, So, yeah. Of is still a preposition, and Dylan Brooks got the taper with the braids again, so you know he's coming back soon. Uh, but yeah, I'm at the auto Trevor on Twitter. <laughs> and wherever we decide to pull up at, I'm there. Zoom and FaceTime and all. It's really shitty. I'm really there. Yep, and that's good for DP. We indeed Gustavo from Snowfall returning when he returns. So, till next time, y'all. Go Grizz. <laughs>